This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, there has been a lot of discussion about the potential benefits of the Biden administration's plan to relieve some of the student loan debt racked up by students. That discussion looks at the impact of having that debt removed and the impact it has on people's lives. But that is still countered by those who have concerns about adding more debt to the uh, adding more to the national debt. Still new research showing that the benefits of student loan debt relief from another source, the relief given to teachers who work in high-need schools for at least five years. That part of the research done by Ben Keyes, Wharton real estate professor, uh, and he joins us right now to take a look at what they found out. Hey, Ben, great to talk to you again. Yeah, thanks for having me, Dan. All right, so take us through this because this was uh, it. It's a, it's an important topic in the scope of what we see now, uh, but for teachers, this has been going on for quite some time. Yeah, so big picture, we have about $1.8 trillion of outstanding student debt in the United States, and so loan forgiveness has become a very popular topic uh, among policymakers, among activists, um, as a way to reduce some of that burden. Um, and, uh, and we can talk more about the, the Biden plan, but the, the specific research uh, that we're doing is, is taking a deeper dive into this existing loan forgiveness program to, to say, okay, well, is loan forgiveness valuable to those who might be eligible for it, and, and does it change uh, the kind of important choices that they make about their careers? And so the, the teacher loan forgiveness program has been around uh, for, uh, for a bit now, um, since the early 2000s. Um, and, and the way that it works um, is it's a federal program that um, will offset um, $5,000 in, in student debt for teachers who work in, in high-need districts for at least five consecutive years. And that $5,000 can go all the way up to $17,500 um, if you're a STEM um, or special needs teacher. So um, there's this, this program which, um, you know, if you teach for five years in a high-poverty school, um, can, can wipe away a chunk uh, of your debt. And as we know, teachers often attend um, expensive uh, education programs like getting a master's degree in education, um, and their salaries alone sort of rarely offset the, the large uh, financial burden that they take on in terms of debt. So what we wanted to do in the study was try to figure out, uh, well, does you know, eligibility for this program influence uh, where teachers choose to work? Um, does, it choose, does it change um, you know, their, their choices about the types of schools that they enter in and how long they stay there? And, and the very short uh, kind of um, bite-sized conclusion that we come to um, is, uh, is, is that there was no change in, uh, in retention rates for teachers um, at these high-need schools uh, on the basis of this program. And so um, there's kind of a threshold of a 30% uh, free or reduced price lunch uh, share of the student body. Um, and what we found is that there's no difference in, uh, in retention rates for teachers around that discontinuity. And so you might think, well, if teachers care a lot about getting that 5,000 or that 17,5 in debt relief, that they'd stick around longer at these types of schools or that they'd differentially right. sort into these schools. And we see no evidence uh, of, of that. And that sort of fueled the, the next steps uh, of the study. But there's even a component of, of whether or not teachers know that there are programs like this out there to begin with. Exactly. And so that was where we went next is we said, well, maybe teachers just don't know about this program at all. And it, it seems strange. You would think 
that schools would use this as, as a carrot to try to lure higher quality teachers and say, hey, if you just spend the first five years of your career here, you know, we can wipe away seventeen thousand uh, dollars of your debt if you're, you know, if you're a math teacher, for instance. Um, and so, uh, so we wanted to see whether teachers knew um, about the um, the program and about the information. And so, we partnered with um, with the state of Michigan um, and their uh, their Department of Education um, to run a randomized experiment. And we sent out uh, mailers um, and emails and and ultimately made phone calls. Uh, to teachers in, in the state, across the state, um, telling them about this program. And with the administrative data we had from the state of Michigan, we were able to tell teachers, well, here's how many years you've qualified for, uh, for this right. program. Um, so we were able to give them personalized information. Um, and what was interesting is, is that we were able to move the needle in terms of the understanding of the program. So the teachers who received this outreach from us uh, we're more likely to say they had a basic understanding uh, of the rules uh, of the program. Uh, we were also able to increase the take-up uh, among those teachers who had already hit this sort of magical five-year threshold. Hey, now you qualify for debt relief. So receiving a letter from us did increase um, the likelihood that teachers would, uh, would take up the, the, the debt forgiveness that they were already qualified for. Uh, but our, our treatment of more information didn't change where teachers worked. And so teachers didn't change right. their decision about how long they stayed in the school or what type of school um, they taught in, whether they stayed in a high-need school. And so we saw, we saw the same amount of turnover um, in these high-need schools, which is quite high. Um, these are you know, very uh, often stressful jobs. Um, and so the, the potential for debt relief didn't seem to do enough uh, to move the needle to influence where teachers were choosing to work. Well, one of the things that's been discussed about the impact of uh, of large student loans uh, has been the impact of being able to get a good job and move to a location where you can better pay that uh, that loan off. Does that come into play here in regards to the decisions that teachers are having to make right now? For sure. We we did a, a, a couple rounds of focus groups with teachers, um, and then you know just through all the outreach that we did, um, had had a lot of sort of more informal conversations. And I think th this was a common theme that came up in, in our conversations with teachers. That in some sense the the die was already cast. That they had already done all this borrowing as students, um, either as undergraduates or uh, for a master's degree. Um, and that at that point, um, they sort of didn't fully appreciate just how much debt they would get into um, and just how low their salaries would be uh, in comparison to uh, into the debt burden. And so the, the sort of debt load that we had that they faced um, was so severe that some of them thought, well, five thousand dollars of debt relief is sort of a drop in the bucket compared to the, you know, forty thousand dollars of debt. Um, that I owe that kind of thing, and so you know, I think I think some of this speaks to the need to go back a step and 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 think about the you know whether it's sensible um, to uh, to partly you know require these kinds of very expensive programs for uh, for teachers to enter into the profession, but also you know whether it makes sense for certain uh, institutions and certain degree programs to be as expensive as they are. I think there's very compelling research which shows. Um, that as we've made financial aid more generous and we've made loan program limits more generous in particular, um, that tuition bills go up and that, um, that the schools themselves capture a lot of the benefits when we raise the, 
the limits on these loan programs. And so in that case, um, you know, that just means that as we're more generous with federal lending on these programs, it means that um, those who are coming out in these you know, very valuable professions are, are hit with a bigger debt burden and are going to have a tougher time finding a job that, that will ultimately make it feasible to pay back that debt. Well, and, and then there is also the dynamic of if you go down the path of, of getting involved in that program and you get anywhere between five and $17,000 of, uh, of student loan relief, does that offset the potential of you working at another school district and maybe the salary is even higher to begin with and maybe you don't have to worry about that dynamic? And that's something that in terms of education in general, I think we're having a discussion about right now is that are we are we losing at the lower end in these high need areas because the salaries are going to be lower than say in some, you know, nicer suburban locations where you may be able to make twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars a year more. That's exactly right. I think we have uh, and this was a tension that was raised in our conversations with the, the Michigan Department of Education as they they were very concerned about equity and, and thinking about the quality of teachers across these different types of schools and, and are the high poverty school districts able to attract the highest quality teachers. And clearly that's the idea that this program was designed to do. It's incentivizing new teachers in particular who have student loans uh, to, uh, to start their careers in these high need schools. And our, our research shows that that doesn't appear to be influencing the decisions of, of where students are, are choosing to locate. And so I think, you know, some of that is, is a function of the information and, you know, providing information about the program. Some of it is the complexities of the program and actually, you know, not being confident that you're going to receive the, um, the, the relief. And, and then some of it is just that there's a, a complicated network of ways in which you can repay your student loans. And so uh, many of these teachers, most of them are eligible for a public service loan forgiveness program that has a different set of eligibility and, and benefits. Um, there's also other kinds of income-driven uh, repayment plans uh, which are very common these days uh, and are often a, 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 an easier path to, uh, to, to lightening the burden. Um, and usually that needs to com be combined with this uh, public service loan forgiveness program. So the complexity of, of the programs and the complexity of the repayment choices um, that are on hand for, for student loan borrowers make all of this a much muddier story than just saying, well, you know, here's five grand to, to teach in a high-need school. Sure. But but certainly that, you know, the the importance of these programs, I think, is 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 fairly easy to, to diagnose, to understand when you think about, you know, the level of debt that we have, uh, student loan debt we have in this country, uh, how it, it it really does impact certain jobs more so than others, teaching being one in terms of being able to pay off the loans in a in a, you know, in a relatively easy fashion it is such a challenge for so many people out there that having a better understanding of ways to be able to make it easier for these teachers becomes vital especially when we're looking at a potential teacher shortage right now in the u.s that's right this this project grew out in part was motivated in part by the the stories around a teacher shortage and the, and the challenges of of staffing teachers at, at these high-need schools uh, where it's, it's both difficult to recruit and then difficult to retain 
high-quality teachers over the long run. But I think you're right that this points to this bigger issue of this mismatch between the amount of debt that students are accruing and, uh, and the careers that they're heading towards. And I think you know, we're, we're doing a lot of our young people a disservice when we don't convey better information about here's what uh, salaries are going to look like in the career that you're, uh, that you're borrowing against uh, in school. And so I think you know, both in terms of certain types of schools and certain types of degree programs, uh, we need much better information. And, and ultimately, you know, beyond just something like the, the scorecard that the Obama administration put forward um, and some of the, the gainful employment rules, I think we can go further and say that there are certain degree programs that just simply aren't worth the money that's being asked of students to pay, to pay for them. And, and so we need to be really clear about, you know, who's eligible for for federal financial aid, this is subsidized uh, subsidized loans in many cases, um, and those subsidies shouldn't be going to schools or, or programs that don't meet sort of minimal cost-benefit trade-offs. And so we have to have uh, a path uh, to the middle class where um, you're going to get out from under those student loans uh, sooner rather than later and be able to move on with your life, <laughs> be able to to buy a house and, and start a family without worrying about student loan payments every month. And, and I don't think um, we're seeing that uh, at the moment. And I think the, the Biden forgiveness plan is, um, you know, at, at least one swing uh, of, uh, of a policy solution in that direction that is very broad based, doesn't necessarily get the targeting quite right. But we can certainly do more uh, to help students uh, chart a better path um, to get out from under debt more quickly. And so that 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 targeting component that you bring up and I'll I'll finish on this, that becomes even more important moving forward when you think about some of the the businesses or I should say the jobs, the sectors that are vital for the continued growth of the country as a whole, that you focus even more on the process of student loan relief on those areas specifically And, and, and understanding how education is such an vital important uh, important part of our economy of our country of our growth etc that we should have more focus on how do we make it better for potential new teachers to be able to go down this path have a career and not be saddled with massive debt uh, you know I, I certainly couldn't say it any better than that Dan I think it's such a vital area and it, it's and that's why we had this program in the first place right this program this loan forgiveness program is more generous for teachers than it is for other professions for exactly the reasons you just outlined. Um, and so, you know, showing that this program is, is not having its intended effect to, uh, to, to steer teachers to these high-need schools, to retain teachers in these high-need schools, I, I hope will lead to some rethinking of this and, and come up with a better and maybe more high-powered set of incentives um, to draw our best and brightest into the teaching profession. All right, Ben, great to talk to you as always. Thanks very much. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. You got it. Ben Keyes, uh, Wharton Real Estate Professor. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.